Andy is taking a day off today. Denny Wong still here. I'm introducing you to uh, a familiar voice, Luke Panic, who is the deck and port specialist, among other things, at Linda's Construction. Luke, good morning to you. Good morning, Denny. How are you? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Hope you are, too. Nice to have you back with us once again. I mentioned earlier this morning that you were going to be with us, and anybody who has, well, really any kind of a, a home improvement question, we're, you know, we certainly welcome those, as we always do. Uh, Luke has had a lot of experience in the construction business since he was a kid. Uh, zeroing in this morning, if you want, on uh, decks and porches, if you like, because as I said, Luke has been doing that kind of business, among other things, with Linda's Construction for many years. However, I have to say, Luke, um, I was looking at a texter sent in this note. Luke does know decks, but many of your listeners may not know he was a very good hockey coach. Oh, is that right? Yes, it is. Now, tell us about that. Is that true? Well, well, I don't know how good I was. I, I definitely coached for youth hockey for, I don't know, close to 15 years in uh, in Amory, Wisconsin, is where my kids went to school, and that's where I did a lot of coaching. <laughs> you're, you're a good coach. Well, uh, that's that's yeah. great. We. Uh, uh, but you're going to be coaching us on, uh, among other things, home improvement questions along with decks and porches and all of that stuff. So uh, in the meantime, if you, you have what, any – yeah. I'll if tell you, you what, Andy, and it's funny, funny story. That's what? how Andy Lindis and I met because we coached youth teams in competing towns. And so we would uh, often uh, have lots of fun with each other on the ice, uh, coaching against each other all over Wisconsin. So that's – that's how Andy and I met and got to become good friends. Before we ever started to work together, we coached hockey together. So that's I, I don't, there. Luke. I don't know if I ever heard that story before. I knew that yeah. that connection. So that's that's that was a few years ago. It was my younger days. Yeah, all right. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we're here to answer your home improvement questions of any sort, but specifically if you have decks. Decking questions, building them, cleaning them, maintaining them, whatever the case may be, or porches. Uh, let me give you the phone number. It's also the text number. Uh, some people, as you know, Luke, uh, prefer the text instead of calling. And either way is fine. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Uh, what are folks asking as far as, you know, we'll talk decks for certainly, but are people wanting to add uh, porches, three-season, four-season porches to their homes these days. Are they calling you and uh, Lindis about that? Yeah, funny you should ask about that. I spent uh, the week, um, this past week, meeting with uh, two, three uh, different customers who want to have some sort of bug-free zone. Uh, screen porches, I think, this year um, probably had more demand than ever. And I, I, it's, it's no secret why I think this is the worst mosquito year I've been a part of in, in many oh, years. Yeah. So it, it brings it up front and central when, when you're trying to enjoy your cabin or your house and in the afternoon was so anxious to be outside, so anxious to grill and, and just be outside. And the weather's been great, but boy, as soon as dust comes around, you get carried away by our state bird. Yeah, it, it really is true. And although some people say because of the drought that there are fewer mosquitoes. Uh, some people say, no, there are just as many. Uh, but our people, and, and you and I talk about it, Andy and I talk about it, when people say, you know, Luke, uh, I really want a three-season porch, uh, I, I believe you, you guys explain it to them that, okay, that's fine, but think about this, like 
maybe you're going to spend more time out there and suddenly uh, maybe you want a little warmer in the fall, late fall, early winter, whatever. Uh, tell us about that process because you do kind of give them a heads up, don't you? Yeah, I do. And, and a lot of times uh, it's not that much more to take a screen porch and make it a like a comfortable three-season room. We use different ways of doing this, but a common way is to use our sun space windows that are through a three-season window so it'll actually um, hold some heat and keep the wind out, keep the weather out. And with um, the solar heat gain that you can get from these rooms, depending on what side of the house it's on, you can be sitting out there in January with a hooded sweatshirt and be comfortable. It's it's amazing how much solar heat gain can warm up some of these rooms. And then even in October and the fall, when you're not getting as much solar heat gain, you can put a little supplementary heater out there and extend the life and the use of your of your room quite a bit, quite a bit for sure. Yeah, and it's it's good. I mean, it's it's and you you can enjoy it if you plan on staying in your house for a while. Hey, enjoy it. Plus, it's it's got to be a great uh, sale point, selling point as well uh, with that mm-hmm. kind. Like you said, it doesn't take that much. All right, 651-461-9226. If you have a question about porches, can be any kind of a home improvement question. Specifically, you have stuff about decks. Here's one. Uh, it says, I recently replaced my decking with treated lumber. Do you have a favorite stain? I've had a solid stain in the past, but it didn't hold. We've heard that before. So uh, best brand, best type. What would uh, a listener be better served with treated lumber? How would you take care of that? Well, the first thing I would make sure with treated wood is uh, to check the moisture content. When when treated wood comes from most uh, lumber yards, it's about, it's really wet. It's about check the moisture content. When, when treated wood comes from most uh, lumber yards, it's about, it's really wet. It's about 70% moisture in it, in the wood. And you want to get that down to 15, 20% before you stain it. Um, I just put down, I'm up at Lake Vermilion right now, and I just added on to a deck probably, it's been two years, and I used green-treated wood to extend the deck. So I matched the wood that was on the deck and I had not stained it yet. I plan to stain it in the fall. So it's been two years and now I've tested that wood and it's about the right moisture content. So it's ready to take a stain. So that's number one. Number two, do your research on your stain and make sure that uh, you buy something that's really good. We've we've talked about penicillin before, you, you and I, and you've used it. Uh, it's getting harder and harder to find. I was trying to find it because I wanted to do that to this deck up here, and I can't find it. In a lot of places, I've discontinued it for some reason. I have no idea why. But um, at the other place that I have that I I sanded and refinished, as you may recall, I put on that Cabot's Australian Timber Oil. It's a newer product that they have using a different uh, base, and it's the – it's called the Australian Timber Oil. And I put that on three years ago when I sanded that deck completely down, put the timber oil on, and I did another coat over the 4th of July on that deck. It looks like new, and I don't even know that it really needed that second coat yet, but I always like to put a coat on it before it starts to look bad. And it, it, then you get a more even coat. But all I did was wash that off with a cleaner. I put that Australian Timber Oil on. I used a color called Chara Brown. And it's absolutely gorgeous. And so I'm going to do that same thing at this deck. I'm going to use the Australian timber oil again. 
I haven't had as good a luck with their regular solid stains, but this timber oil seems to really hold on well uh, and grip the wood nicely. And then when you go to recoat, it's just to clean it and do it again. So that that was your process is to clean it up like a brightener conditioner kind of cleaning up or what? Absolutely. I bought uh, just right off the, as we talked about on the show, right off of the counter, a, a gallon of stuff that's pre-mixed with, you know, the right amount of, I could smell the bleach. You know, I know there was bleach in there. I know there was some mildicide, maybe uh, whatever it was, uh, just to get a little bit of added cleaning on the deck to make sure you've got any pollen or gum off there. And I just rinsed it off with the pressure washer and, and put it and let it dry for the day because it was 4th of July and we had nice weather. And then I put that, uh, I put it on. It looks gorgeous. I know I've seen pictures of uh, your deck. It did look gorgeous last time I saw it. All right, I tell you what, let's do. We need to take a break. I want to alert Mike. You're going to be first up here on the phone here when we come back momentarily, so don't go away. Any kind of a home improvement question you may have, Luke Panic is with us from Linda's Construction. Now, it can be about decks, can be about any home improvement. 651-461-9226. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour by our friends at Lindis Construction. This morning, Andy Lindis taking some time off. Our uh, pal Luke Panic is back with us filling in uh, for Andy, taking any kind of a home improvement question, uh, especially decks and decking. We like to take advantage of Luke's uh, background, not only in construction, but specifically decks and porches, as we uh, were talking a bit ago. So if you do have a question, uh, any kind of home improvement questions, specifically Dex, uh, 651-461-9226. Luke, before we broke, uh, we promised Mike, was calling in from Elmwood, uh, that he'd be uh, first up here. Thanks for waiting, Mike. What is your question, please? Well, my pre- my question is I have a concrete porch and the wood railing along it, and the wood railing is peeling paint off, and so I'd like to tackle that project and was thinking possibly what, what's the best way to remove all the, the chip paint and then after that follow up with what's the best product to put on there for a paint does it need to be primer does it need oil base what's your thoughts well mike um getting it off is certainly the hardest part of that project um and if it was me if it's I would scrape as much of it as I could if it's flakes, and then I would get out the sanding equipment and I'd start sanding it. And uh, that's the only real way to get that paint uh, down to the bare wood. That's the best, or as much of it as you can. And then, yes, once I've got the bare wood, I would I would prime it. I'd use an oil-based primer, especially when it's uh, a porch, um, because that oil-based primer will adhere to that wood better than anything. It's your best chance of having that paint stick well. And then I would use a, a good paint. If it's a solid color that you're doing, you're not trying to look for a natural wood, then prime it and paint it with like a Sherwin-Williams Super Paint or Duration product like that that has a really good, uh, uh, basically it's a really good UV protection. It, it, it does really well uh, in Minnesota. I feel it does the best with all the exterior paints is either Super Paint or Duration that they have that Sherwin Williams. That'd be my suggestion. But sanding, uh, and you and I have talked about that in the past. Sandy, sanding seems to be kind of the proper way to 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 do a lot of projects, right? Decks, 
Well, it, it is, and it could be, the problem is when you when you take a look at a paint sur- painted surface where the paint is failing, you know that a good part of it has already failed. So at some point, the rest of it's going to fail. We just don't know when. So if you paint over that, you, and expecting it to stay, you're you know not not a wise approach. You got to get that old paint off because it's not working as it is. Um, and and so getting back to the bare wood is is really important. You know, we were talking about uh, some, and I mentioned this from time to time on the show, but we have, and I wanted to make mention of it, uh, some special deals going on with Lindis. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I I believe Lindis is now offering, right now, this month, uh, and the coming, 75% off installation labor on those beautiful infinity windows from Marvin, and 50% off installation labor on... Uh, my favorite gutter, the Leaf Guard gutter system, and the GAF asphalt shingles as well. Am I correct on that? You're correct. Um, those are the, the promos for the month that we're doing. So especially with the windows, that's a really good uh, promotion that we're running. If you're thinking about a couple of windows, even one window or 20 windows, doesn't matter. We're, we're glad they come out and, and see if we can help you. The other thing, Danny, yeah. Yeah. that Andy wanted me to mention that's new for Lindus is that we've rolled out a restore program for uh, our customers. And what the restore program is, is a lot of times we get called out to somebody's house and let's say we, we, they're, they're concerned their roof is damaged or maybe they got, maybe they just got hail damage and they got stormed in the past. And most companies are reluctant to do any sort of uh, maintenance preventative maintenance on a roof that might extend the life of your roof. And now we are doing that. And we realize that especially with interest rates and times are a little bit tougher, um, we want to be able to help people that maybe they just need a, a new pipe boot and they need some new ridge venting and an exhaust vent replaced. Well, Lindus is now going to do that for you. And uh, if the rest of the roof looks good, and, and maybe we can extend the life of your roof 10 years, 20%, you know, 20, 30%. If we do some of the high impact areas, improve those, restore those back to uh, a healthy nature and boom, we've delayed a a $30,000 roof replacement. So that is new for us. It's unheard of in our market. It's very hard to find a handyman to come out and, you know, just replace the chimney flashing, which is the only weak spot on your roof because the last guy did the roof, but he didn't do the flashing. So it's really a neat program that we rolled out. So if you want to have your roof maintained and extend its life or siding or whatever it might be, Lindus now can help you. What a great idea. I think Andy alluded to that during one show, but that that's a tremendous idea. And a big need that that's going to be filled. Now, what, what if somebody wants to take advantage of that? Just just call Lindus and and check it out. Yeah, yeah. Just call us and and we'll we'll check out. It's it's free for us to come out and look at your roof. Now, it could be it could be you know usually what might trigger a homeowner to call us is they found a shingle in their yard. You know, one shingle in their yard. They go, oh, I'm missing a shingle. What does that mean? And maybe yeah. maybe it's just one shingle that needs to be replaced. It also might be that you do need a roof, and we'll tell you that too. We're not going to fix something and then have to redo it five yeah. years down the road. That doesn't make exactly. sense. So we'll exactly. look at it, you know, the best way possible. But what's neat about what we're doing now is where we used to say, 
you know, your roof isn't that bad of shape. It really just has this and this, but, you know, we can't help you. You know, we, we can't help you. Well, now we can. We can we can help you with some of those smaller uh, reef storm problems because it, it's not unlike your car. If you, you know, if you change the oil, if, if you grease this and uh, change the filters, you extend the life of that vehicle, and, and that's true with the roof. The whole All the shingles don't necessarily wear out that fast. It's some of these these more... Uh, these other areas, these important areas, the flashings, the, the ridges, the, the valleys, the, the flashings around chimneys and the flashings where it goes up the sidewall, all of these things seem to fail before the main part of the roof does. So a lot of times we can fix those things and make the roof last longer. Excellent idea, as I said. Yeah, if you want to call uh, this coming week uh, or anytime, 844-9-LINDIS will uh, get you that number again. I know we have to break here and uh, have a look at that forecast. I do want to alert Jeremy in St. Paul and Dean in Alexandria. Don't go away. Have a cup of coffee or something because we're going to get to your calls right after we look at that weather forecast straight ahead. And then uh, more of your questions. You can call us or text us, 651-461-9226 on the Home Improvement Show. From News Talk 830, this is WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show on CCU in the morning, uh, 9 o'clock. Every Saturday, we present uh, the opportunity to get your home improvement questions answered. This morning, Luke Panic filling in for Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Uh, Luke, among other things, uh, building his own home, all that good stuff, been in the construction business for many years. He is the deck and port specialist at Lindis Construction. So any kind of a home improvement question, certainly. But specifically, if you have uh, deck or porch questions, this is your day today. Uh, Luke, we pa- uh, prom- promised Jeremy and uh, Dean they would be next up uh, on the phone. Let's see if they're still there. Jeremy in St. Paul, are you still with us, Jeremy? Yes. Thanks for uh, taking the call. Um, my questions, I guess, more along the lines of city code compliance. But uh, the topic is egress window. And I wanted to ask Luke if he knows or has experience in just looking to estimate for a installation or building a egress window in a Tudor type home. Is the uh, Jeremy is the egress window you want to put in in the basement? Yeah, it's a the it's a multi unit house. Uh, Ramsey County, um, typically it was started as a duplex, but they've added another room in the basement. So there's a whole lot of things that are out of code there, but, uh, we got to put a egress window in the lower unit bedroom. Sure. Uh, that's a, that's a great idea. And obviously that's for fire safety. Um, some of the, some of the codes. Some of the codes that apply to an egress window in the basement um, are, number one, the sill of the window needs to be within 44 inches of the floor. So when you open the window and you, the, the opening, the bottom of the opening of the window um, needs to be within 44 inches of the floor. So you can kind of picture in the room, put a tape measure on the floor and measure up the wall 44 inches. When you open the window, it needs, that line needs to be underneath. Uh, it needs to be above that bottom of the window. 
The other other codes that apply to an egress window is that the size of the window is important as well. It needs to have a minimum width, typically around 21 inches, and then the height. You take the base or the width times the height, you need to have 5.7 square feet. That's a magic number for the square footage of the opening. So the width, there's a minimum width, and then there's a minimum height, which I, it just needs to make sure that those two numbers, the base times the height, are 5.7 square feet. The other thing is that once you get the window open, which uh, a lot of times the window style that we use for these is called a casement window, so it opens like a door, and the uh, the the space that you have to get out and then crawl out of this window well needs to meet uh, building codes. So typically when you buy these, they will meet the normal code. They'll have a couple of steps built into them so you can climb out. Um, but you want to make sure that if you get a window well like that, that it, it, it does conform to the building code where you're building. Uh, lastly, you want to think about when you put this window well is, is that the thing drains properly. So you want to have uh, make, check the soils and make sure if it's heavy clay or something that you put in a drain tile and some rock at the bottom because I've seen these fill up and look like a fish tank inside somebody's house before when they fill up with water because they don't drain. So water's going to get in there. You're putting a hole right next to your house. You want to make sure that it's guttered properly above it so that the water, the, 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 the rainwater running off the eave doesn't just fill it up with water. And then you want to make sure that it can drain properly. So those are the biggest and most important things. These vary in cost depending on the basement, depending on the circumstance, so I can't give you an accurate number unless we came out and looked at it. But we do do quite a few of them because it's it's a great way to add, um, you know, livable space and, and natural light as well as uh, a legitimate bedroom uh, in a basement. A bedroom needs to have an egress window for fire safety. You need to have two exits out of a bedroom. Uh, and a closet, and then you got yourself a bedroom. So it, it adds value and sleeping capacity, of course. Uh, it's a great way to do that. Excellent. Good question, Jeremy. Thanks so much for calling it in. And Dean is calling in as well from Alexandria, Minnesota. Dean, good morning. What is your question for Luke? Yes, I have a deck on the house that is about 18 years old. Uh, it's supported by six by six posts that are painted. These posts are weeping out sap, and I was wondering if there's a good way of taking the sap off and to prevent it from continuing to weep. Well, Dean, I'll tell you what. If you could figure that out, I would love it. I don't know, have any idea. Uh, that sap is, is tough stuff. It's, it, I've tried mineral spirits, lacquer thinner. I've tried every chemical under the sun. That, that sap is, is tough stuff. So I, I don't know. I don't have any idea how to stop it from happening either. They make, they do make primers that are stain blocking primers. Um, Bin one two three, uh, it's called. You can try that. You could try a, and I would do the oil based uh, bin. Uh, Zinzer is another name. If you try the oil based product, it may help block that tannin color from coming through. That's what we use when we want to paint natural woods like a white color prevent the tannins from coming through the wood we use oil-based zinzer bin 123 that's about the only thing i can tell you but what's going to stop it and keep coming out in the future i don't think there's anything that can really stop it because that's it just works its way out because of that moisture the this this heat and the dryness draws out that moisture and that's what that is so good question tough answer yeah 
But that uh, those products you mentioned, I know it's been years since I've used them, uh, but they really do the job, and it, it might it might help. Whether it's forever or not, I don't know. But I just remember using the oil base. If that's indeed what what it is, it was a, uh, a bin. It was a white uh, pigmented shellac, and that uh, yeah that re- that really seals things up. So that 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 might yeah. help you. All right. Uh, again, our phone number is also our text number six five one four six one. 9226. Texter says this, Luke, when redoing a 25-year-old wood deck with pressure-treated framing, would you replace the framing as well as the decking, and why? Good question. But yeah, how old did you say it was, Danny? Forgive me. Uh, 25-year-old. 25. So the magic number for me, or my advice is, number one, if it's over 15 years, replace everything. It's not worth it. The, the, the joists of a deck, the flush beams, the ledger board, that stuff is the least expensive components. There's only a joist every 16 inches, or, or we like to put them in every 12 inches. But so from, when you get your material bill from the lumberyard, the frame is not that much. The more expensive things for a deck are the decking and the railing. So... To go ahead and buy all this expensive stuff and put it on an old frame just doesn't make sense. We expect treated wood to last 25 to 30 years, and a lot of times we put decking on there that's going to last 30 or 40 years. So if the frame is already 20 years old and we're going to put decking on there that's going to last 30 years, we've got a mismatch. We're going to be replacing joists you know, in 10 years, and that's just a, a foolish way to go about it. So I, I like to replace Joyce when I do the deck if I can. Uh, maybe consider it if it's under 15 years. I tell people well, maybe we, we should consider this. But oftentimes the joists are spaced a little further apart than we like anyway, so it just makes sense to just redo it. The other thing is that stairways are much more complicated. Stairways have joists, and those are called stair stringers. Those typically, especially if you're putting on any sort of synthetic decking, you need to have stringers that are only sometimes nine inches apart. Some of the decking requires that. Typically, it's 12 inches. And a lot of times when I see existing decks, those stair stringers are spaced the same as the joists on the deck. So they don't make it. They don't work for new decking at all. They always need to be, not always, most always they need to be reframed completely anyway. You mentioned uh, the duration, and, and, and what, what kind of decking do you, and I ask Andy this all the time, what kind of decking, low-maintenance decks, forget wood for a moment, uh, f- for what synthetic or whatever, however you want to call it, what, what do you guys like to use as far as my, decking? As far as decking goes, my, my favorite one right now, and again, I say right now because these things are constantly being innovated and over my 25 years of this, you know, they've changed a lot. A lot of manufacturers have come and gone. Right now, the best decking to answer your question is a product called Millboard. And, in fact, it's made in Europe, and we bring it in because it's extremely natural looking. The color has variation. The graining has variation. And it's the most realistic looking deck plank that I've seen. And it's very, very durable. The other product that we still use quite a bit of is Azac that uh, – capped polymer, which doesn't have any sawdust in it at all as well. That's a good one, and we've used that for a long time. That's more readily available anywhere. 
you just want to make sure that the product, in my opinion, doesn't have a lot of sawdust mixed in with it, and you've got a good deck board. I know we're going to break quickly, but what, what when when Lindus comes out and they put this millboard, they get build a brand new deck. Uh, give give us a duration. How long does the homeowner, you know, as far as you don't have to stain it, obviously, just clean it up here and no. there. Uh, what how how long lasting is something like that? Well, it's a good question. Just clean it up here and no. there. Uh, what how how long lasting is something like that? Well, it's a good question. Um, the it, a couple of things impact that where where it's located on the house. Can have a bit, some the sun as far as color retention and fade and stuff. The sun is the biggest enemy. Um, so if you've got one that's on the south or the west elevation of a house, it's going to get more sunshine. It's going to show the weathering of the sun faster than one that's on the opposite side of the house. So with that variation in mind, I don't think a homeowner if they do regular maintenance, meaning that they do keep it clean. We always talk about these maintenance-free products, but yeah. You do need to clean them. Uh, they should stay looking great for at least 25 years. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them last 35 years. Now, of course, the manufacturers have warranties on them that are lifetime, and which is in our industry, 50 years. And I can say it's going to last 50 years. But truthfully, I have no idea. For something to last 50 yeah. years where we live, I mean, it, it must be made out of granite. I, You know, I don't really know. <laughs> but. It, truthfully, how do we know? We, you know, how does a manufacturer know how something's going to last 50 years? Exactly. They made it They made it three years ago. But, you know, you, we can see, I've seen this AZEC product around now for going on 15 years, and very few of them, very few of them have we had to do any sort of replacement of. Only a couple yeah. that, you know, had a mis, miscalculation or in, in the die lot lot or whatever, and we had to replace one or two, and they were completely covered by the warranty. So um, it's unusual, uh, but that's a that's my educated guess. Yeah, I mean it's it's good. You won't be doing like the old wood deck. You'll have a lot more freedom to do other no. things. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a break, uh, and I want to alert Dean uh, calling in from Plymouth. Dean, hang on. We're going to grab your phone call as soon as we come back here on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Stay with us. Along with Luke Panic from uh, Linda's Construction, I think. Are you okay, Luke? <laughs> are you with us? Yeah, I'm, I'm with I, you. I thought it sounded like you were falling off your ladder. We don't want you to do that. Um, it, no, it was... <laughs> no, I just closed the garbage can lid. Okay. <laughs> Nothing like live radio, I've always said. I'll tell you what, That's Luke, right. we, <laughs> we promised uh, Dean calling from Plymouth that he would be next right after the break. Let's do that. Dean, thanks for waiting. What is your question, please? Yeah, you just kind of answered it a minute ago, but the difference between composite and PVC decking, when I go to a store, they mention the two options. And I, Is PVC basically the non-sawdust option? That's right, Dean. It's a really important distinction. When you look at a cross-section or a piece of it, you'll see if it's got any of that so uh, wood flower in it, and uh, that is a really important distinction to make. That, to me, is a composite because it's the combination of two different types of materials. You're mixing organic material with PVC pellets and creating a deck board, which, you know, some people have great luck with them. I, I have not. Uh, I, I prefer to use the products that don't have the sawdust in it. Where we live with the kind of moisture and humidity and temperature changes that we have, 
it just really struggles with that. So look for the what's called a capped polymer or cellular PVC decking, I think, is the best. Okay. Very good. Uh, we always, as you know, uh, Luke, have the smartest listeners, uh, and a professional painter has sent in a text about that earlier call about the, that leak, that the pitch. Uh, he said, denatured alcohol works best on that uh, pitch. So there's yeah. another tip. Yeah. Thank you there for that. Uh, appreciate, yeah. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, off topic, this texter says, but what type of paint should be used to paint the brick of an interior fireplace? Mm, good question. They make uh, paint um, for exterior uh, that they use on masonry products called, like Sherwin Williams makes one called Loxon or Elastomeric that's made for stucco or masonry. Now, can't, you can't necessarily just take an outside product and use it inside. You need to check with your paint store. But generally speaking, it's important that that paint film does have some breathability. So a paint that has a flatter finish, the flatter sheen paint has more breathability than a glossy sheen. So I would use a flat paint, probably just a latex paint if the surface is clean. Latex paint is going to adhere to that just fine. Um, but I would check with, you know, a good paint store like Sherwin-Williams or Hirschfield, uh, see what they might have to say. But like anything, the surface prep is going to be the most important thing, washing it, getting all the dust and, and debris off of it, and if there's any loose paint or uh, off of it as well. But uh, I've seen a lot of painted brick. It can be beautiful, and it can last a long, long time too. All right. Um, I'm looking at a text that just came in, and this this person might be just in time for that special going on at uh, Linda's. Uh, I'll just read it. Uh, looking to replace the windows in my townhouse that are 30 years old. What are the best windows that I'm not that are not going to frost up in the winter time? Boy, those Marvin windows are excellent. We have great luck with the with the Marvin windows, and I say luck, but I don't mean it. Marvin has yeah. done the science. Um, their, 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 their Marvin Infinity line, I think, is absolutely the best for our climate. Um, their durability is far superior to a wood window, um, and I would highly recommend them. I have used them in multiple places in my own homes and cabins, and they're by far my favorite windows. Yeah, and I urge the listener listeners, I should say, for those that uh, other folks that need windows, uh, 75% off installation labor on those Infinity uh, from Marvin Windows. You call Lindis, 8449-LINDIS. Tell them you heard it on the show and they, they, you heard about that 75% off installation labor. Take advantage of that, uh, and uh, you're going to be so happy. And getting rid of those 30-year-old windows, you're going to be amazed at the change. Uh, we are just about out of time, but let me see if we can't do a real fast one here. Uh, oh, there's another uh, uh, texter that says, uh, Elastomerica is the paint. Does that sound familiar to you? Elastomerica. Yep. Okay. Elastomerica. Yep, it's at Sherwin-Williams. It's a Sherwin-Williams product, I believe, but it's a stucco paint um, that's used. And stucco is, is a masonry product. It's a form of concrete, basically. But, yeah, I, I've heard of that. It's, a, it's stretchy and it's breathable. So, again, it's good surface prep. That's the concept is that it flexes. And masonry products are sponges. They absorb. Uh, so that's why that's an important characteristic. 
Well, again, uh, I wanted to, to urge folks to take advantage of uh, those offers. Uh, if uh, You can always check them out online at lindusconstruction.com. Uh, but do call them if you're in need of some help, 844-9-LINDUS, uh, and uh, just shoot them a question. They'll be glad to uh, come out and give you a free estimate. It's always free, right, Luke? Always free. Always free. Always free. Yeah. We, we love right. to give you free advice. Absolutely, and thanks for your work today. Always always fun having you on the show, Luke. And we will talk again soon. Uh, have yourself a good week. Stay cool with you and your crews. Okay, thanks so much, Denny. Take care. You bet. You bet. Luke Panic, the deck and port specialist with Linda's Construction. Uh, right now in the Twin Cities, we have uh, 70 degrees. We're going for 81, about 82 tomorrow. Just a reminder, I'm filling in for the next couple of Sundays for uh, Susie Jones uh, on the Health Show and, of course, Your Money. That'll be uh, tomorrow morning. So we'll see you back here at 7 o'clock on News Talk 830 